That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. So at first, it all started because apparently she tried to come at Amy Schumer. I couldn't get the full picture. I was like, where did it start? Why suddenly about her? And what does Amy have to do with it? So my cousin is over right now and she's sleeping in the guest room and I'm in in my bedroom. And I laid in my bed after I woke up in the morning and I just like was scrolling and I watched it and whatever. And then I was like, okay, it's time for me to get up. I was literally in my bed for 40 minutes watching all these stories and then like tapping around and reading all this stuff about this woman. And then I went to go take a shower. I come out and I'm in the hallway and I hear in the bathroom, the guest room bathroom, the same video of Hilaria (laughs) talking about her stuff. And I knocked on my cousin's door and I was like, I just spent like 45 minutes in bed watching it she was like me too if I had known you were awake I would have just come into your bed and we would have watched it together and like all day that's what we've just been like diving into because I don't think bouncing between accents is enough reason to believe that somebody isn't what they say they are because you and I both know that that's really common when you code switch there's a lot of times I've actually been editing the episode and I realized that my accent on this episode when we recap Bollywood Wives sounds very different than my accent when we're talking about Bravo and That's just because sometimes when you're talking about certain words, whatever, and she does say like, you know, when you're talking in Spanish and then you switch to English, sometimes the accent is still there. That I think is all fine. That happens to me all the time because sometimes you look at an object and you think of the name in your language and you're like, wait a minute, what is it called in English? I'm completely blanking right now, even though I know it. So I was like, well, okay. And then she said about moment and moment. And I was like, okay, that happens to me too. And it happens to me when I'm talking to you, I -hmm. will pronounce something the Indian way of pronunciation. Mm -hmm. It was completely Mm -hmm. wrong. And nobody corrected me because Indians didn't know how to pronounce it. We just read it out loud and we pronounced every little consonant and vowel that was there in the word, right? So sometimes those words and pronunciations are so ingrained in your brain. It just comes out. And then as you are saying it, you know, you said it wrong and you have to correct it. So that's what I was looking at. I was like, what is this about? Like she keeps switching accents. Well, if she says, she was born in Boston but she grew up in Spain and she's been going back and forth and so if you're multilingual this is bound to happen so what is a big deal here I couldn't quite figure that out until I chatted with you I was like I just looked at it for like 10 minutes not even more than that I was like what is this again and I I dedicated my entire Sunday (laughs) Sunday to it I was like oh so it's a Rachel Dolezal kind of stuff yeah it gets worse when you also have a person in the house to like just feed into it too like my cousin (laughs) is over so I can do all this stuff with her and just how did this even come about what does Amy Schumer have to do with it so Amy Schumer posted a picture of Alec Baldwin and his wife and all their kids looking a mess and she wrote something like the kids and I had a great Christmas or something it was just silly Amy Schumer posted it because yeah, Alec Baldwin and his wife have fucked ton of kids. Yeah. They got a lot of them, okay? Yeah. And I don't care who you are, okay? Yeah. You can have as many kids as you want, but uh-huh. it, it is surprising and sometimes alarming, especially in New York City. It's alarming sometimes to see so many children from one family. 
Okay, right. it is. But also from the second or third wife. She posted it. It was funny. And then I guess she tried to get back at Amy Schumer, but it wasn't a funny joke. And then she kind of got on everybody's radar. And then all of a sudden on Twitter, people started saying how the funniest thing about Ilaria Baldwin is that she's not even Spanish. She has a fake accent. So the accent thing is what set people off. And then people started saying like, yeah, she went to high school with us and she didn't talk that way. She's a perfectly nice person, but that's not who she is. That's not like her actual accent. She's just a regular baby white girl from Boston. And the confusing thing is that for as long as she's been in the spotlight, being Alec Baldwin's wife for however many years, her name is Eladia and she is, everybody thinks that she is of Spanish origin, like her family comes from Spain. So people started to deep dive because the thing is, nowadays you cannot get away with saying shit like this and not backing stuff up. And if, if she had stayed under the radar, I think, and she just didn't bother with this Amy Schumer thing and all this stuff, I don't think anybody would have cared. But they started to dig into it because I was like, okay, she's got a funny accent. Again, like we said, accent, not a giveaway. We code switch all the time. It happens. But so she says, I moved to New York at 19 to go to NYU. Yeah. And that her family is from Mallorca. But then people started around and her family is not from Mallorca. Her family currently lives in Mallorca. Her mother, her parents retired in Mallorca in like 2012 or something, but she's been in college since 2003 because she's 36. So you didn't leave your family behind in Mallorca when you moved to New York. And then the other thing is people started looking into who her parents are and her parents are academics. Yeah. They're very well known. And so they looked into their families and their family goes back like to the Revolutionary War. Amy Schumer posted their picture and pretended it was hers. Just to make a joke. Yeah. yeah. And then why did that? I still don't understand why that became an issue for people to deep dive and why Hilaria, Hillary responded to it at all. The Amy Schumer thing didn't really matter because it was like a stupid joke. But then I think because if you go to Hilaria's page, she tried to make like a picture of Amy Schumer and I don't know what it was. Yeah. I have no idea. The lesson from this is the week between Christmas and New Year's is a slow week for <laughs> online Twitter tweet Twitter folks and you should never open your mouth and attract attention then because there was no need for this it, she oh. was attracted all this attention and it just blew up yeah like, nobody was thinking of Hilaria Baldwin yeah when woke up today and all of a sudden now everybody has done ancestry.com and done genealogy and people are looking up her genealogy it's hilarious I'm like what did you do sis you didn't have to do that you told me that they came on the Mayflower <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Like her dad's like, family goes back. back that much. Yeah. Nothing, she just woke up for no reason. Went on Twitter and Instagram and look where we are now. <laughs> yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with having an accent that you switch back and forth from. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being appreciative of another culture. Because what I'm gathering is that she's white as white gets. She's like <laughs> Northeast white girl. But her family traveled to Spain quite a bit. They vacationed yeah. in Spain and everything like that. And obviously they liked it enough. They had an affinity for it where eventually they retired in Mallorca. But she keeps saying that she comes from a home with many cultures and that she comes from home with two cultures and she thinks that raising her children to speak Spanish and have Spanish culture is important to her. But the thing is that that's not your culture. Just because you have an affinity for it doesn't make your culture. It's like when white people really love Indian stuff and they can have mm -hmm. an appreciation for it and they can raise their kids to enjoy the culture and everything like that. But you cannot say that that is your culture because it's not. It's right. not 
you are. And the problem, the bigger problem is that fine, you're putting on an accent when you switch back and forth because you do speak two languages. But problem is that she's privileged enough to be able to use that accent like a prop, whereas other people who actually have accents in the United States are treated poorly for having accents. She gets to pick one up to be more interesting, whereas people are harassed and persecuted against because they are Hispanic or they speak with an accent. So, And then when she was explaining herself, she just kept being like, you know, it's just like what happens when you have come from a multicultural background. And it's like, but you don't come from a multicultural background and you're talking as if you're the child of immigrants and you're not. (laughs) Yeah, and she said that she had paperwork that were both Hilaria and Hillary and then she just consolidated it and decided to go with Hilaria, which is all fine, except you cannot take over that culture as yours. You can say that I chose this culture and I lived there for a long time. So I identify with that culture and I speak Spanish very well. And I've, you know, because, you know, growing up, I grew up all over India. And uh, mm-hmm. for our, our listeners who don't know, India is like divided into multiple states and each state speaks a whole different language with the whole script and culture and everything. So it's like, imagine if New York and New Jersey spoke completely different languages. Mm-hmm. with a different script and everything. That's how it is in India. Indian uh, states were divided based on the predominant language spoken there, not because this is the kind of people and culture that was there or anything of that sort. It was literally split on language. So growing up, I ended up moving around a lot. So I speak about six Indian languages and three of them pretty fluently right now because that's what I'm speaking currently around me. But if at any given point I can switch to any of the other languages and it takes me about half hour of speaking to a person speaking that language to pick back up and speak very well. And I get confused with words all the time because I'll pick a word from a different language and insert it into another language. So for me, it was like, okay, I understand. I grew up all over India. At a given point, I had spent more time in a particular state in India than I had elsewhere, even though that's not my, what we call mother tongue. That's not the language that's spoken at home. My sister and I would communicate in the language of the state that we lived in. We would Mm -hmm. not speak mother tongue to each other. Uh, because that's what we spoke in school and that's what we spoke with our friends. And so we were, we were much more conversant and comfortable and would have at a given point would have identified ourselves as uh, Maharashtians or Marathi because we grew up in Bombay and that's what we spoke, right? So I could have easily, uh, you know, I can understand where she's coming from in terms of I grew up there for, uh, for uh, the most formative years of my life. And that's, I speak, um, I feel more, I identify more with that life than I do otherwise, all of which is fine. But that is something different from saying that your family is span, is Hispanic or you have a multicultural family or that you have a heritage in that culture because you don't. Yep. And that's Rachel Dolezal's all stuff. Yeah. That is, Say that so you have an appreciation appropriation and that is not cool exactly say that you have an appreciation for the spanish culture there and even honestly are they because you lived in certain areas where you spoke certain languages and those were not the languages that you grew up speaking i still don't consider that the same thing because you always still say i lived in mumbai i haven't appre-. like even when we yeah. watch bollywood wives you always say i love watching it because i miss mumbai and i have an appreciation for it i lived there for a long time but yeah. if there's something to do with south indian culture or a million people like Kamala Harris or Padma Lakshmi you appreciate them in a different way so I think it's different if she had said 
I speak Spanish at home because my family grew up going to Spain and I just love the culture so much that I wanted my children to be able to speak Spanish. But her kids have like really, really Spanish names. Their names are, are like... And all of that is fine too, as long as you don't say that you have you have Spanish heritage. Yeah, that's true. She tried to blame the media and say, you know, they just write down what they want to write down even when I tell them that I'm from Boston. But her own talent agency's website shows that she was born in Majorca. Her her Wikipedia said that she was born in Majorca. I mean, it's like, uh, come on, girl, stop yeah. it. Yeah, come on. This has been a hilarious day. It has been an absolutely hilarious day, and you know there was a lot of talk before about her potentially being a New York housewife, and now I'm like, could you imagine her and Luann just like or, talking or, about their appropriated culture together? And or Ramona, Ramona would be totally on her team and say, yeah, she, Ramona, Ramona would love to appropriate her appropriation. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> If she like picked on a whole other culture because she was like, you know what? I love it. Oh my God. Okay. We need to get into Bollywood wives now. We, we need to talk about the Larry Baldwin stuff because it was just too funny and it consumed too much of our time today to not talk about it. So we made a funny little meme of it too on Instagram because then Alec Baldwin got involved. He made a video. It was real creepy. Oh, was so it's hilarious. Creepy. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny but we are yes we're talking today about Bollywood Wise. we're on episode five and we yeah. open with the ladies going to Mahim Beach to clean up and it's too early for all of them and they're all complaining which I um, would too I mean yeah it's a Mahim Beach first of all it's not a large beach but it's a tiny little beach it's a community beach and they didn't go to clean up Juhu Beach which is like much bigger and I think much cleaner but this Mahim Beach is a tiny little beach and they're doing their little part in cleaning it up. So yeah. one of the things that, you know, I wanted to point out is that they do this cleanup every week and they still had so much junk on that beach. And that's because India tends to, and especially Mumbai, tends to be the re recipient of some of the world's, um, it's not just that we are a lot of people generating a lot of waste, but we also end up, uh, U.S. and a lot of other uh, first world countries end up shipping their waste to India mm. for sort of recycling and sorting and getting rid of it. Um, and it ends up, you know, in the waterways and it get, gets into the beach. So especially near Mumbai. So um, there's a lot of plastic waste and a lot of other stuff that gets washed up because um, so many, so many tons of waste come to India for disposal. And specifically also Mumbai, it's, a, it's an island city. Mm -hmm. um, people don't realize that, I believe, when you no. think about India. They it's an artificial it. island, by the way. So it's not, Oh, it's, it's artificial? I did not realize that. Yeah, it is, it is an artificial island. So Mumbadevi, you know, where they have the Mumbadevi um, temple is the original little tiny island. Everything else was filled in and built up in the ocean by the Brit when the British were leaving, just before the British left. So it's a what? completely artificially made island. It's all the different boroughs are artificially made connected wow. there's a little mm -hmm. bunch of little tiny islands and then they built out the rest of it so it's a lot of it is built up island wow i had no idea yeah the ladies are coming across all kinds of stuff i also agree too early in the morning for me the ladies are coming across way too much stuff that they are uncomfortable with for example mm -hmm. they come across a lemon with spices on it and it has been <laughs> used to remove the evil eye off of somebody okay. 
Yes. The evil eye is mentioned again later, and I want to spend some time talking about it then because it's such a unique cultural thing. Yeah. Um, but that cracked me up because they were like, don't stand near that. Somebody used it to remove their you don't because then the Then the bad luck will uh, grab onto you. Yeah. They probably did a ritual of sorts and then threw it in the ocean and it washed up on the beach. The other thing that they also find in the ocean that really upsets them is a condom. <laughs> <laughs> which is like which is not it's i think it's just so funny the way they pronounce it yeah you know but it's actually not even a condom it is a glove and now her friend is like how big do you think the dick is they're using good thing they're using protection at least yeah i know she's like but i cannot touch it especially a used one <laughs> <laughs> uh it's great it's but great. first of all, mm-hmm. that beach is so tiny and in high tide, the, that place is probably covered in water, which is why it looks so muddy right now. Oh, and by the way, it, uh, uh, Bombay beaches are black because it's just like in Hawaii, it's like black sand. It's not white sand. So yeah. that is why it's black, but um, it's not just, you know, dirty mud or silt or whatever. It's because it's black sand. Um, yeah. But but I'm like, who? who would go there to have sex when it's so dirty i mean it's possible look we are a very repressed culture without a lot of options of places to go it's not like people are moving out of their parents houses to be able to go and do it somewhere it's like you just go go where you can (laughs) and again at least they're using protection but it's just a glove um they're finding all kinds of stuff there's milk packets which is interesting you know, we don't have milk packets here. It's kind of like yeah. they have it in Canada where mm-hmm. you get milk in packets and plastic bags instead of a gallon, like a plastic bottle. Yeah, yeah. We get milk packets in India even to this day and it gets delivered every day. So it's yeah. delivered to your house every day. So this is something interesting because uh, it's not. It's much like how it was here in maybe in the you know 50s or whatever where the milkman comes to deliver. You have the same concept in India still where you have milk delivery and it's pretty much freshly pasteurized milk that is delivered in plastic packets of mm-hmm. half a liter packs. Uh, and that's delivered every morning um, around five o'clock in the morning. You, the milk, um, the kid that's dropping it off, like the newspaper kid will have a milkman kid who will show up in, on the bicycle and drop off the milk. So, or you can go to the milk booth. Usually, typically, every few blocks, you'll have a milk booth where you can go stand and pick up your milk. Yeah, but um, that's that's very unique in India, and it's uh, it hasn't changed much at all. I mean, we used to get it in bottles. Uh, Now we get it in uh, packets. There's also Tetra Pak milk, much like uh, the Permalat. I think you're going into way too much detail. Yes, I can give you a lot more about milk. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's cut it off there. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> um they find all kinds of stuff but one of the funniest things that happens is they're all there and they're all cleaning up. They're all harassing each other for the way that they're cleaning the beach and everything. But they start to talk to Neelam about what's going on Samir because Samir the night before as you'll remember in the last episode they went to dinner and left abruptly at 11 p.m. saying that he had a rehearsal. And so they want Neelam in the words of Kyle Richards to be open and honest with them. And Mahib is just like harassing Neelam about it. And so Neelam is like, you know what, Mahib, you're being a bully. 
So then Mahip gets really mad and she's like, I don't want Neelam to call me a bully. So then she proceeds to run after her with garbage in her hand. And I was like, you don't want to be called a bully, but then you bullied her. <laughs> she was being playful. She was just being, you know, abusive. But that's it. That's the Indian abuse. Yeah, the Indian type of abusive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll then, show you what bullying means. That's what yeah, means. exactly. Sanjay and Mahib go for a drink. And Sanjay tells us that he's been working on something with Karan. Uh, as in Karan Johar, and he says, he talks about nepotism, and he says, you know, if everybody's screaming about nepotism all these years, you know, for me, somebody who had contact with every kind of person and all kinds of connections in Bollywood, it took me 25 years to finally work on a project with one of the biggest filmmakers in India, which I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that has anything to do with nepotism not being a real thing in India or if it has more to do with the fact that maybe you're not as talented as you think you are. Right. And it's not nepotism is not about being successful over the long run. It's about getting that first break. And he did have nepotism in the fact he had that first break. Once you get that first break, nobody is saying that you don't have to be talented and you don't have to really work hard to get go get ahead in that business, which is what uh, you know, the ones that have gotten in through nepotism, like maybe the Kapoor girls, right? So Karina and um, um, Karishma Kapoor, for example, mm-hmm. they, got, they got in through nepotism, but then they worked hard to get ahead exactly. and be ahead and make a name for themselves, right? But that's not what we are discussing here. Nobody's saying you don't have to work hard once you get exactly. in. It's the getting in part that we are talking about. And he did get in. Exactly. Uh, because of nepotism. His brother got in because of nepotism. It's not, it's, and his brother stayed and he didn't, but that doesn't have, that is not a, uh, that is not a, that is not a nepotism. So I don't think, I think he's confusing the two. Yes. Um, and it's not necessarily the, uh, the right comparison at all. No, I don't think he understands how any of it works. And it's yeah. so funny for him to get all worked up. And then Mahip tries to get in on it and talk about her struggle. And it doesn't make any sense because Sanjay is like, Mahip, you're not, that's not actually called being struggling. Like she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, when I was younger and I was a model and I didn't have any opportunities and I had to eat whatever it is that they gave us on the shoot and blah, blah, blah. He's like, Mahip, this is not the same thing as like people who are struggling to eat food in India. Like don't, it's so funny because Sanjay himself doesn't understand how nepotism works. And then Mahip tries to get in on the conversation by talking about her own struggles as a working actress or whatever, or maybe trying to become an up and coming model. And even Sanjay is like, this isn't working. Yeah. Like you're not convincing anybody that you understand how any of it works. It just just showed how out of touch both of them are. I think they they just don't understand what bothers people is not that they their kids um are doing or don't work hard. It is it's not that they have an easy time. It's about getting that first break and that there are so many talented kids out there that cannot get that first break. Yes, exactly. They're not in the same equal playing field. They don't audition and they don't um, they don't have people calling, you know, with their parents and saying, hey, look, my kid is applying for this. So that nepotism in, um, works in so many different places uh, all over the, all over India, too. So it's not just here. It's also in college admissions and everything else. You, you always have nepotism jobs. You know, it's a, it's a very crowded place. And 
sometimes that's how you can make a break. Otherwise, if you don't know somebody who knows somebody, you cannot make that break. Yes, exactly. The other thing that Sanjay says that he doesn't want to talk about MILF because he doesn't want his kids seeing that on TV Mm -hmm. because obviously this was... I was like, you guys have been dropping F-bombs and asshole and your wife has been calling everybody a twat, left, right, and center. And you don't want to talk about the word MILF? Yeah, it's because it's mother. It's because it's of so the concept of mother, <laughs> right? So because mothers are revered. And so you cannot say that. That's oh that's where that is coming from. And he's, yeah, he's he's completely being, you know, um, it's a double standard for sure. Yeah. Ravina and Neelam go to a cooking class. Who is Ravina Dundon? I would love to tell you who Ravina Dundon is. Ravina Dundon in the 90s was another it girl. So where Neelam in the 80s, late 80s and 90s was more of a sweetheart girl next door type, Ravina came in as sort of a bombshell. Like she was, she's tall. She was very tall. She had very, um, uh, I not I don't want to say androgynous features, but she wasn't the same. She didn't have the same look as typical Indian girls. She mm. had very angled sort of like Roman features. She had an assertive sort of vibe to her. Mm. And she got really popular in the early 90s because she also was somebody who wasn't afraid to get into a sari and let raindrop fall all over her and do a sexy dance. But Mm. she was also a legitimately good actress too. And she Mm. still is. But she was in the 90s like a bombshell. I want to tell you in the year 1999, I went to an India Day parade in New York Mm -hmm. and I got to see her dancing. And I was like, oh my God, she is, she is, first of all, breathtaking looking. She's very tall. She has a real presence about her. Like she's really cool looking so that's who Ravina Dundin is and she's still working to this day she is still working she's obviously as she says on the show she's very selective about the things that she's doing now but Mm -hmm. she also is somebody who in the 90s took risks so she's probably going to take risks now in 2020 whereas Neelam was girl next door in a box cute sweet sort of teen idol type Mm -hmm. and so she's probably not going to end up taking the same types of risks and that's what Ravina is doing to try to explain to Neelam what it's like to be working and the industry now in their 50s. Mm. Also, I think what's really funny is that Ravina will not stop making fun of Neelam because <laughs> everybody just dogs on Neelam for being like such a good proper. Girl. Yeah, she's comes out really pretentious. She does. I mean, even in this scene where she has to go, she's like, oh, let's cook. No, I don't want to eat. Let's go and cook there. And then she goes there and she doesn't do anything. She's like, yeah, if you have done it already, why do I have to do it? And then she doesn't do anything. She's worried about her nails and she's worried about that. She's like, why don't you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> and Ramina finds it super funny. She's like laughing at her. Like, yeah, of course, Goody Two Shoes is not going to do anything. She's too above all of this. Yeah. I, think, uh, I agree with you. Neelam is getting on my nerves a little bit. On You know, why is she being so... Um, everybody else is being very down to earth and she is not. Yeah, Neelam kind of acts like her shit don't stink. And I don't care for that. Like, that's not really what I want to see. Like, she's really taking this, like, fabulous lives title. Like, Mm -hmm. this is an act that she needs to put on about how she's such, like, a fancy proper lady. And that's Mm -hmm. the whole thing about, like, even any type of housewives that we watch. The best thing about housewives is these are really wealthy women with a lot of access. But more or less, like, this is why everybody loves New York, right? Because they're all super rich, but they're all just, like, clowns. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that I wish that Neelam would do more. But I don't think she quite, I don't think she quite understands what the show's vibe is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And she's really putting up a front and I don't love it. Yeah. I was so excited to see Neelam on the show. And now I'm like, every week when she's on, she just meets with another famous person and complains to them about how she's worried about going back to yeah, work and how like, she doesn't oh, want to audition. You did it, but it's different for me. I'm like, why is it different for you? Why don't you do it too? Yeah, it's really dumb. I do mm-hmm. like the advice that Ravina gives her though, of like, there's nothing wrong with going to audition. Like you can't be so entitled where you yeah. think that you could just because you were an actress once 20 years ago that yeah. you can now just walk in and get whatever roles that you want. She's like, being an actor means that you have to go in and you do have to auditions and auditions are a good thing. It's just an opportunity. You're asking somebody, you're telling someone, I want a role and they're yeah. making sure that you fit the role so that you're not getting put into a movie that you don't want to do. Like, it's not that hard. Right. It's just so stupid that Neela in every episode is just meeting a new person who's just trying to convince her to go back to work. And then uh, at the end, every conversation always ends up with, yeah, but you know, I just, I don't even know if this is something that I want. It's like, then go away, Neelam. Yeah. Go work on your jewelry. Leave me alone. Yeah. I don't know what she wants. She cannot be leading lady. She's not, she's older now. She doesn't want to do the older, uh, you know, roles either. What do you want? Nobody knows. And now you are trying to get everybody else to tell you know help you but you don't know what you want in the first place exactly make up your mind and get out of my face mm-hmm. we seen Seema at in a, a photo shoot for her new bridal clothing line yeah and she is meeting with this woman named Jacqueline Fernandez I didn't know who he was she was until I saw her on tv I was like yeah, I, don't know who this I didn't know is. either she's gorgeous but I had to look her up yeah she's stunning she's like a Sri Lankan model and mm-hmm. she's really great on Instagram. And she gives Seema a bunch of Instagram tri- tips. One other thing I noticed was the photographer on yeah. it. His name is Avinash Govarkar. Yeah. And you know whose brother he is? Who? Ashutosh Govarkar, who is the guy who made Lagan, which is an Oscar-nominated oh. film. Oh! Mm-hmm. I did not know that. See, again, it's all the same. They're all in the same family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Handa, he's Yeah. Handa. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> then we see Bhavna at home and Ananya, her daughter, comes over with her friends. <laughs> okay. Ananya is gorgeous. Okay, she's very beautiful. Again, she's, she looks so much younger than she's supposed to be. She looks like a high school kid. She does. She comes in with her friends and she doesn't she look so awkward with her little friends? Like her friends look like normal human beings. Yeah. They look like normal Indian girls. And Ananya comes in and you can, I don't know. I Do you think that these girls get their skin bleached? Because she is know. strikingly white. I don't know. Because, you know, no. I, I, it's also a little bit of that Persian skin. There are not so much. Yeah, they are. Yeah, normal, you know, Indian Indian girls that are, you know, if they are Maharashtrian especially, they'll be a little darker if they are, you know, from the subcontinent or if the family moved here from Persia or Afghanistan a few, you know, a century ago. Yeah, but Ananya, I don't know if anything about Janki Pandey's family or Bhavna Pandey's family, but they're not like yeah. so good, eh? Where no, like Ananya true. looks like she is like she's like Korean K-pop star white. That's like, she's true. So That's white. True. She had that. Yeah, she had that. Um, yeah, she had that underlying uh, Asian look to her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that. Uh, what these kids do there now. Well, let me tell you something. Be. Yeah. 
because my cousin is over yesterday she also watches bollywood wives we mm-hmm. went into a deep dive on youtube and started to watch ananya Pandey's music videos from like mm-hmm. the movies that she's been in i understand why nepotism is a problem because this girl i'm mm-hmm. like what you know i went and i looked up her wikipedia it said that she had been nominated as a debut actress yeah and when did i watch this like and here's the thing about music videos in india that's a big deal so yeah. n- none of these women sing they yeah. only dance but you have to really stick out because even the backup dancers in India are just fucking amazing. So yeah. I was watching this video and truly she could have blended into the background. I would not have noticed that she was there. She's very awkward. I was like, I yeah, don't she's not understand. comfortable in front of the camera. I would not have guessed that her her job is to act. I would not have guessed she was an actor at all. In front of the camera at home, she's uncomfortable. She is even worse when she's actually supposed to be acting. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is why people complain in, in Bollywood about these people getting way too many opportunities because mm-hmm. I don't understand why this girl is famous. She's beautiful girl, very tall, you know, unique looking, unique look to her because she doesn't look like a typical Desi girl. She's mm-hmm. she's very leggy and mm-hmm. like tall. But yeah. I was shocked. I was like really looking at her thinking maybe she's going to be really something. But mm-hmm. This is probably why Bhavna joined the show because she's like, my daughter's not going to be successful because she sucks. So Mm -hmm. I have to do something because it was really, I was just very shocked that this person is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They just, they just keep getting offers until they make it. And then eventually at some point they learn to act. I guess that, that must be it. Because even if you think about Abhishek Bachchan, right? When he first came out, his acting Mm -hmm. was so horrible. He was not good. Yeah. Neither was what's his name? Um, what's Kajol's husband? Oh God, Ajay Devgan. Ajay Devgan. He was terrible. Wait, is he somebody's son? Yeah, his father was a big time stunt guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was very right. well known, and he was like an you know major stunt guy for Indian movies. But- okay, so does that make sense? Why that guy became an actor? Because I was like, why would anybody put this man on screen as like a leading man? Because right. he's not cute. Yeah. So it's like they didn't know to act until they they just learned on the job, and that's where that's what we call nepotism, right? They yes. didn't go to acting school. They didn't learn anything. They didn't they didn't put in that work that most young actors would put in, and before they came here. That's true. Yep, that's probably it. I watched. Ended up watching a new Indian movie last night. Sidebar called mm-hmm. Gully Boy. Did you watch it? No. It's on Prime. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It's with Ranveer Singh and Alia Bhatt. Alia Bhatt, mm-hmm. you know, another daughter yeah. of famous yeah. people. Yeah. She's amazing. She is so good. Yeah. And I was just blown away watching it. Oh, wow. Okay. Then that's something I'll watch. What is it called again? Gully Boy. Gully Boy. Okay. So mm-hmm. they are talking about flying to Doha. And we had to, we find out that Bhavna is afraid afraid of flying because I guess she the first time she and her husband were away from the kids, their flight had some turbulence and she got really scared. And ever since then, she's never flown both of them together on the same flight. And yeah. they talk about being superstitious and Ananya superstitious and Bhavna superstitious and you know they found that lemon on the beach with the mirchi on it and that's superstitious. Do you do anything to remove your nazar? <laughs> no. There's nobody's putting nazar on me. There's nobody putting nazar on me. You have to have something to put nazar on. You have to look gorgeous or have a lot of money or something that people would be envious of. There's no end. There's no end. Nobody envious of me. 
It's so funny. I've never – I don't believe in that stuff either. I mean, I believe that, like, you can get the evil eye in that it can it can fuck with your vibe. Like, yeah. I do believe that, you know, people talking about you or anything like that can get into your head and it can make you feel insecure, make you feel some type of way, make you feel nervous, anxious, stuff like that. But I don't necessarily believe that, like – if you lose something or if something goes wrong, that it is because somebody is putting the evil eye on you. And yeah. and as a result, I don't do anything to remove evil eye from me. And I also mm-hmm. don't believe that anybody's going to be putting that on me. Like what? For what? What do you want from my life? A yeah. boring life as a mother with a bunch of kids and like, <laughs> like <laughs> you want to work in IT so bad? You want to give me another? <laughs> like, I don't know. Why would anybody yeah. have? Yeah. 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 No. That has nothing Nobody cares to have my life. <laughs> the ladies are planning their trip to Doha, and Bhavna says that she's making them matching jackets, which is a choice. Yeah. No one has been given any information on where they're going or when they're going or what the weather's going to be like or what they're going to be doing there. And Mahip gets a call at work from Seema. Seema's confused about what to pack, and Mahip is like, she declines the call. Yeah. Then Seema calls again, and Mahip is like, I'm at work. And I'm thinking she's going to be like, I'm at work. I'll call you later. But instead, she's like, what do you want, you twat? I'm like, oh, you're so busy at work. You just (laughs) called your friend a twat on the phone next to a customer. It's so stupid. And then also they do a conference call. And then Neelam is like, I have to go. I have a hundred things to do. But she's like playing Sudoku on a newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I mean. She's like so fake. (laughs) She's so fake. It's like the fakest. They go to Doha. On their really fancy flight, I, they're not even like first class. They're in like executive first class mm-hmm. and they're matching jackets. I do have to say that the joke about <laughs> I cracked up so hard. <laughs> I loved it so much. I died. <laughs> um, Seema doesn't, also doesn't like turbulence and she goes why can't he stop shaking the plane uh it's a, our friend bill called uh, bill said uh seema is the kyle richards here she's the one who's scared of flying so she's kyle richard <laughs> she's doing a lot of extra kyle yeah. richards antics and by the way all of this drama was for a four-hour flight now it's like are you going to doha that's like the shortest flight do you get a coffee <laughs> You get a coffee and a snack and it's done. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And then the, and, and then it, Seema's like, I'm going to take a melatonin. Right. Melatonin and... takes, first of all, melatonin, for them, it's such a big deal to take melatonin. It's like, like the worst drug that you can take is the the strongest drug you can take. And she's like, and Mahip is like, no, don't take it. Don't take it. <laughs> I know they're acting as if is they're acting as if Seema is trying to OD on Xanax. Right. It's melatonin. <laughs> it was so insane to me. I was cracking up the whole time. Oh, but the God. funniest thing about it was that like all of this drama is happening and there's all this craziness and Bhavna looks like her soul has left her body. <laughs> like she is just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And then and then it's like um melatonin usually knocks you out for like you know, for a four-hour flight, by the time she took a melatonin, it was an hour into the flight, and then you have to wake up. So yeah, <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah, Ugh. 
but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I did, I did love this episode. I did end up going on a couple of deep dives of all of these child actors and actresses and see what their deal is. But it turns out that these girls are actually in real life friends. Like the children of the actors yeah. are all actually friends in real life. So there's a lot of pictures of like Shah Khan's daughter yeah. and Shania and Ananya hanging out together. No, these are all like, so I guess they're actual. Yeah, friends. they're actual friends and they're family friends and they grow up with each other. Like, how, how would you not grow up with your other actor friends? Because that's who you would hang out with. Yeah, you're not hanging yeah. out with non-actor families at all. And the most of them live around the same area. They all go to the same school, so it's like even natural, more natural because they all go to the same private school. I do think it's really interesting that like they all chose to keep their children here and start careers here because. I was just watching over the weekend. I watched um, Shah Rukh Khan, who I think we've mentioned on the podcast before. He's like the biggest star in India. He did a David Letterman interview. Yeah. And in the Letterman interview, he talks about how his children went away. He, he and his wife chose to send their children away to college. Yeah. So his son is going to school in LA and his daughter is going to school at NYU. And he did that specifically because he was like, you know, when you are my our children, we realize that our kids aren't going to have normal lives. So we needed them to be away yeah. because we we know that this isn't a normal way to live. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because these sort of B-list actors are not navigating having their children become famous in the same way yeah like you know shahan was like i want my daughter if she wants to do acting i want her to go and learn it properly yeah. and that's why i sent her away to college or my son he wants to be a director so i sent him away to school in la because i want him to learn properly whereas i don't know if these girls are getting any type of proper like training no you know i think that a lot of it is just sort of like bobkin yeah like, you're just going to say who your dad is, and then hopefully you'll get a role. So, like, again, you know, the nepotism argument is real because yeah. they're not talented. No, there's a handful of actors who do send their kids over, actual, send them to actual uh, acting school, film school to listen, you know, to learn directing, learn filmography and all of that, right? But um, there's a whole bunch that don't. And this, this is... This is the bunch that does. This is clearly the bunch that doesn't no. because even that guy Arjun Kapoor, who is now like a pretty good actor, mm -hmm. he admitted that, oh, up until he was like 25, he was just like laying around. He didn't really have a plan or like know what he was doing yeah. in life. Yeah. And then now he's like one of the biggest stars. So it's kind of like, well, you didn't do anything for 25 years, whereas there's other people that have been doing all the things and trying to learn and figure out how to get famous. Yeah. And all you had to do was do nothing for 25 years. Right and walk on set and get a role yeah that is the part that bothers folks mostly but you know these guys the other thing that i you know it's just a sidebar is something like language wise that i sort of noticed throughout this episode was a lot of listen listen and it's yeah. starting sentences with listen and i was like oh my god i i remember doing this growing up <laughs> starting a sentence with listen because that's how you start in hindi you say it's no yeah and yeah and that's how you start your you know sentence in hindi and they just convert that so it was kind of funny where every sentence especially neelam everything she starts with is like listen listen okay listen. yeah she does <laughs> you're right she does yep 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 small idiosyncrasies that i was noticing throughout the show, yeah but. I think we are we are in for some real fun in Doha. 
I think Doha is going to be so, interesting, but I heard that it's very um, like it looks very fabricated. Oh, I, I guess this is where they um, do the the fabulousness is actually shown off because, you know, there's not much you can do. Uh, you know, you don't end up spending a lot of money in India. These guys no. make the money in India, but they spend it elsewhere. So it might be a yeah. lot of ostentatious um you know showing off their wealth yes i need more of that because so far i'm no, like i don't need that. that that's what the fabulous life is supposed to yeah, be yeah so so, so far it's just like okay you have a maid like every other person in india does yeah but then what's next you go out to dinner with your husband okay what's next like i'm not impressed by anything so far yeah. and i think also just because maybe we're like used to these glamorous homes in like new york you know yeah. even though their apartments are nice it's just i'm not i'm not yet impressed by anything that i've seen on the show yeah but we do we do think that we are going to be covering house of ho after this is done yes, yes. We, i i we we might have to do speed up this this is taking way too long right You're doing one a week so maybe we'll speed up and record them but drop them once a week or something like that yeah um how many more episodes of this are left not enough is happening per episode for me to like whether yeah, there's stuff happening but just by itself not yeah so, so next week then we'll cover the episode six and seven together and then the finale we will do mm. a separate episode and we'll have some people on the finale episode also we'll have a few guests yes right? we will so it'll, we're gonna do a, yes. a crossover if you will for the finale mm -hmm. episode which i'm very excited Yay. about i'm so i'm so excited about that because i want to talk to you our crossover <laughs> I want to. I want to do. I want to lead that one because I want to ask a whole bunch of questions. Oh first. yeah, go for it. I mean, I talk to those clowns all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, that's I want to ask you guys a whole bunch of shark mm, questions. Can't wait. <laughs> By the way, you should definitely watch the David Letterman doc um, interview. It's very oh. good. Oh yeah, I watched it already. Oh, you did. Now I have to. Watch. Yeah, I have to watch it again to see if I can catch your husband in there. <laughs> I love no, no, no. it. You have to tell me exactly what time, what minute. Oh yeah, I know. It's so funny because my cousin and I were watching it together, and she was like, "Have you?" She looked at Fahad. She said, "Have you ever looked at your wife like that?" And he was like, "No." Well, you're. He goes. <laughs> he goes. My wife has never done Bollywood movies, so why would I look at her that way? <laughs> Uh, well that's it for this week's episode um i'm gonna get myself some water and then go watch reunion part three for potomac which we'll oh be covering i am so excited no i just it's gonna be you know i want it to be over yes but i want to see chris and chris huh that's true 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 I want to see Chris and Chris. It's going to be interesting. And I am so upset that Michael Darby isn't there. It's bullshit. Yeah. All right, guys. Catch us on Instagram and Twitter at The Reality is Pod. Thank you for listening. Bye.